going on, College Hoops Heads? This is another episode of the One and Done Podcast with Stephen Bagel and John Simpson. We are here joined by a very special guest, Darius Brown II, starting point guard for Utah State University. And yeah, so if you guys haven't already seen, we posted a film breakdown in Darius's film where Darius and I, we did the one-on-one with One and Done with Darius. And this is the interview component. It may or may not be on YouTube yet. John and I haven't quite yet decided how we're going to approach it. But yeah, you could find this, obviously, while you're listening to our other podcast. So John's going to kind of take the lead on this one. I do have one question, though, for Darius before John kind of does his thing. I have a couple questions as well. But let's start with that. So first of all, Darius, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing well. John, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Excited to be here and excited to uh, talk to Darius and you, I guess. Yeah, you talk to me twice a week, though. Darius obviously is the man of honor today. So, Darius, my first question is, you grew up in Pasadena, California. Mm-hmm. You attended your first three years of college at Cal State Northridge. You then end up transferring to Montana State, and now you end up following Coach Sprinkle to Utah State. What is the culture shock like going from, you know, living in Pasadena, going to college at uh, Cal State Northridge, and then going to Montana for a year, and now you're in Utah? So what was that transition like? Um, so the transition from, you know, high school to college was, you know, obviously Pasadena, Cal State Northridge, Northridge, about 30 minutes away. No big deal. It was um real smooth transition home for me. And I was there for four years, got hurt in my fourth year. So played three years, but was there for four years. And then the culture shock from Northridge to Montana State was huge, actually. It was it was it was it was rough getting adjusted, getting getting adjusted there. But, um, you know, my teammates made it smooth. The coaching staff made it smooth and. You know, uh, I was fresh off of injury, so it took me a while to kind of get acquainted over there basketball-wise, and but everything ended up working out. And then now here, it's close. You know, more similar to Montana than Los Angeles, but it's um, but Utah is a nice place, and I'm starting to warm up to it. It was the same thing, just an adjustment when you when you come to a place and you don't really know anybody but your teammates, and even getting to know your teammates. I, although I came with one, but um. It, it was an adjustment, but now we're adjusted and we're ready to get season going. That's awesome. You know, I I was thinking about that too, Stephen. You know, about the adjustment going from Pasadena to to Montana. You know, and uh, and back to to Utah. And I think that kind of to see the way you've been able to kind of go and transition from place to place. You know, and uh, and and really kind of thrive, you know, I think it's a testimony to what kind of the kind of gritty player that you are, you know, and the uh and the ground that you got. Um so uh you know obviously when you went to uh Montana State, you went to go play for Coach Sprinkle, you followed him to Utah State. Um so you know what was that like coming from uh you know coming from Cal State Northridge? How did you get, you know, was there like a recruiting process? Like how did you end up getting linked up with Coach Sprinkle in Montana State? Um, so when I went into the portal, uh, some schools called and it, you know, I went through the process of, you know, listening to coaches and seeing, you know, where I was needed. I took a couple unofficial visits, but, um, coach Sprinkle called me and 
my freshman year at Cal State Northridge, he was still the assistant at Cal State Fullerton. So I played against him. And he basically, you know, he called and, you know, he, he said that, you know, they have a lot of players coming back. They're just going to be missing their point guard and he needs a point guard. So I took the visit out there and loved it and then just decided I, that's where I needed to be. So that, that kind of links to my next question. You were a four-year starter, technically five-year starter, given you had the COVID year and the redshirt year. Um, what was it like coming on campus and starting as a freshman for Cal State Northridge? Um, to be completely honest, I was just happy to be there. Um, Cal State Northridge was my only Division One offer coming out of high school. So I didn't. Uh, I, there was some D2s that had offered me and JUCOs that had reached out, but Cal State Northridge was my only Division One offer. So when I took that offer, the first like month or two, I would say, like that whole summer, I think I was just excited to be there. I wasn't even I, – I, like obviously I was there to get better and to work and try to play and stuff like that, but I think I was just in awe and just excited to, you know, finally make it for a sense so it's like there was like a sense of just happiness for a little bit and then as you know the end of summer came around fall came around it was like okay like it's time like I think I should I think I should be playing a little bit I think I should I think I could be able to work my way into some minutes you know I played well played well and then um, a couple games in I got the start and then never looked back Good stuff, man. And would you say, like you said that that was your only D1 offer. Do you think that that might have kind of gave you a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Do you think you're a better basketball player than that? And you think maybe that drove you some? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, coming out of high school, I was I was getting really frustrated with the process towards the end of my senior year. I, I had interest from a lot of schools, um, a lot of, you know, Big West schools, like they, you know, people would come to see me and stuff, but no offers, just some interest. And then when I finally got that offer, like I said, I was really excited for a while. And then, you know, then starting to play and stuff like that, realizing the schools that we played and stuff, I was like, dang, all these schools had a chance to take me and they, they didn't want me. So yeah, I guess it did encourage a chip on my shoulder for a little bit, but it's, um, it, you know, it was a great time and, and, and I, I'm appreciative of how my story has gone and how it's still going. So. Okay. So I know we got a little bit into this. Obviously you followed coach Sprinkle from Montana state to Utah state, but I, I know I was reading that you had interest from like high major schools. Like I believe university of Minnesota recruited you obviously there in the big 10. Um, this might just be a testament to coach Sprinkle, but is that just why you ended up at Utah state over the schools that had all their interests the second time around in the portal was just that, you know, you wanted to keep playing for Coach Sprinkle? Yeah, so the second time around was a lot crazier because the first time that I was in the transfer portal, I was injured. So, like, I was fresh off of my knee. You know, I transferred after having my knee messed up. So, I guess, you know, uh, schools reached out and stuff because I'd been – I'd had some good seasons and stuff, but not really any crazy high majors or anything like that. But the second time around was, you know – very interesting for me because I, I did get a lot of high major calls and it was from high school having no division one offers at all to, you know, all these ACC and 
big 10, big 12 schools reaching out and you're like, wow, you know, it was kind of cool at first. But, and then, you know, obviously when I started to break down about what I need for my last year and stuff like that, and do I really want to go to a whole new, like, I guess system playing a whole new system or stuff or, or stick with the coaching staff that knows me and, and developed me a lot in that last year in Montana state, obviously I wouldn't have been a defense player of the year without the principles that, that sprinkle on the staff laid down and learning from them all the time and how to play defense aggressively and smart and all those types of things. So I wouldn't have got that without them and thought it was smart for my last year to stay, stay with that staff and hopefully d develop more and then uh, go be a pro. Okay. And kind of going off of that, um, you know, this has been the time, you know, you went in with, uh, to, with Coach Franco to Montana the one time, and then now here you are transferring to Utah State. And I think there's not a whole lot of turnover on that roster uh, from last year at uh, Utah State, you know, with Coach Odom. And so how much of a role do you think you play in bringing, helping bring Coach Sprinkle's culture and, and helping the guys uh, really buy into that program and as a leader on the court and, you know, in the locker room? Um, huge. You know, that was something that was a conversation that me and Sprinkle had, you know, all through the summer and all through when we first got started was that that I, I needed to help 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 everybody on the court, off the court adjust to how Sprinkle likes things done, whether that's, like I said, on the court or off the court. But, yeah, that's conversation that that was had very a lot of times. It still happens to this day. It's just like people need to know how things are, how we like things ran and how things are going to be done in order for us to win. So that was a conversation that me and Sprinkle had. And yeah, and I, I think I do play a pretty big role now. And so does great Osobor, the, the other Montana State player that came to Utah State. And we both play a huge role in helping – bring that uh, culture that Sprinkle likes to Utah State. I suppose my next question is a two-part question. When, what age were you when you started playing basketball and did you grow up playing any other sports? Um, I, I guess I, I started playing basketball from as, you know, as young as I can remember really in little munchkin basketball where it's not even basketball. It's just a bunch of kids taking turns, running back and forth, shooting the ball um and i i grew up playing i also played football growing up i stopped right before high school because it was time to make a decision um what position did you play i played running back okay so and i was a lot smaller i didn't i honestly didn't think i'd be i'd be as tall as i am right now i thought i was going to be in that five eight five eight category to be honest i had a late you still pick basketball that's interesting a little bit yeah i did i i, I had more fun playing basketball football to me was kind of like it was a lot of practice and not enough games, if that makes sense. Like you're out there all day practicing just for one game. And then if you have a bad game, you got to wait a whole week to play again. I, I just wasn't a fan of that. Understood. Yeah, I get that. So uh, something I was kind of thinking about is, uh, and, and you can kind of shed some light on this, you know, last year, uh, Montana State had a great season. Um, you guys played great all year. You ended up winning the the conference tournament. You know, you had some of your own personal accolades um, and ended up making it to uh, to March Madness. Uh, kind of tell me, like, what that season was like, what that what the feeling was like, you know, uh, making it to the tournament. Uh, what was that like for you and for the team? 
I mean, it was super fun. The team was really connected, and every day was a joy. Practice was was fun and energetic all the time. Just everybody enjoyed getting better. You know, obviously, when you're winning, the road trips and stuff, they're all, you know, just fun when you're winning and stuff. So it was a it was a great year, and a lot of people on the team got some accolades and got rec- recognition for how well they played. So it was it was just an all-around fun year the atmosphere in montana was great it was it was an overall fun year and um, i was i'm really appreciative and proud to be on be a part of that team okay john do you have anything else or shall we get in full court if you have another question that's fine i just i didn't know where you're at because i got some of my question answered in the film interview All right, I got a couple more. I just want to talk to you a little bit about this Utah State team. Um, I saw that, um, you know, in the, the the Mountain West preseason poll, Utah State is picked to finish ninth in the conference, you know, which would be significantly lower than last year. And I was wondering how much attention do you guys pay to that? And is that something that kind of motivates you uh, throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, of course, that's something that motivates us. It's it, it was to be expected. You know, a lot of teams. You, you know, we're we're a very new team. A lot of new pieces. A lot of new players. Mountain West is a strong conference. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of returners. So it was to be expected that we'd be picked like this, and it, it definitely motivates us. And you know, we're we're ready to to prove prove some people wrong. That's you know, that's what we're out here for, and that's that's what we're ready to work for. And it's going to take work. It's going to take time, but. We're hoping that, you know, you, you always hear that you want to play your best basketball in March. So That's right. Hey, what better man to prove him wrong? Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of talked about we're going, you know, you're in this new conference and uh, and this Mountain West Conference has is, is, got some good teams. I mean, there's some there's some tough competition, like you said, and, um, you know, and probably you know, some NBA players in this in this conference and uh, not, you know, taking away from anything else, but is there what you know anybody that you're kind of got the schedule circled that you're looking forward to playing any guys in this conference you're looking forward to playing against no i, w- I wouldn't say any specific teams i'm i'm excited to play every team in the conference it's um it's going to be a new experience for me and it's going to be my last experience you know last conference season and stuff like that so i'm just excited to play everybody there's no specific games or anything i'm worried about we're just you know i like to take games one one game at a time and just get a win after a win stuff like that but i am i am excited to play in this conference and i do think it'll be it'll be a fun ride awesome and one more question before we get to the full court press um so this is something that i asked in our last interview that we did and uh you know because we're college basketball podcast we like to be up on top of things you know before everybody else and so who's a guy that plays on utah state that we don't know about that we should be talking about i i who do you guys not know about let's uh i, I mean who's a who's a who's a who's somebody that's going to surprise us is going to blow up this year maybe i mean there's a there's a couple guys i mean there, there's a couple guys we got we got some we got some people even from the three that returned that was on the team last year but red started last year we got those are some really good pieces that we that that we have and that we're glad stayed 
And, you know, great coming from Montana State is going to be a huge part. You know, Sprinkle grab one guard, one big, and to carry the culture, help the bigs, help the guards, all that great will be huge. You know, Josh, Josh uh, Aduje and Ian, Ian Martinez. It, it, we have a lot of great pieces, and there's a lot of things to look out for. And the wonderful thing about this team is that we're going to play some – we're going to have to play some games to figure out where exactly – what exactly what exactly what time what type of team we're going to be you know during practice there's a lot of things that look good there's a lot of things that need work but you know we won't know until we start playing games who's going to emerge as what and who's going to be what what's going to be this and who's going to be that so it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting in the next month to figure out what's going to happen it's going to take some games and hopefully we get that figured out and it'll be great awesome thanks all right, so Stephen, you want to get to the yeah, so press questions. So we didn't do this with our interview with Ray J. Dennis, but we decided to implement something into the podcast called Full Court Press. So after each player interview that we conduct at the end of it, we basically want to do like a rapid fire type, you know, six, seven, eight questions about your essentially your personal life to get you know our listeners to know the player better. You know, six to eight rapid fire questions to conclude the interview. So, John, you have the questions up? Then you can you can go ahead and... I got the questions up. Okay, then you could go ahead and get those started. All right, we're going to start off a little bit easy. Uh, so, what's your major? So, I graduated in uh, communications, and now I'm in uh, the sports management master program, which I'll graduate in the spring. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, you. what's your favorite basketball memory? Uh, when going to the tournament last year, playing in the tournament last year, had to be who's your favorite all time player, Kobe. What's something that most people probably don't know about you? I like listening to Justin Bieber a lot. Really good artist. Okay, God. There you go. <laughs> Who would you say is your best NBA comp? Similar question. Well, I mean, we'll just we'll go with Drew Holiday. I, I really like Drew Holiday. D, you know, plays hard on both ends. We'll just we'll just go there. I like that and can be an offensive threat. So that's a good one. All right. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Flight. I, I got to pick flight. That's the one thing I would love to do. All right. Uh, how did you choose your number? Okay. I All right. So uh, when I played football, I was number seven. And when I was – my first AAU basketball number I wore was three. So I combined those and that got ten. And then I was going to – I wore number two in high school because 10 was taken and three was taken by some older cats when I got there. And uh, I guess college was kind of a similar thing. 10 was available and I just stuck with 10. I almost changed my number this year. I don't know to what, but I, I almost wanted to. Cool. All right. Who's the best player you've ever played with or against?
like like an college game or like what do you what do you whatever whatever you think whenever hmm it's a good question i i was in a so i went to a, a lot of open runs back home in la and i played against brandon jennings he's 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 crazy yeah he was a good player brandon jennings yeah he's, he's pretty good one yeah He's pretty crazy, All right. so I'll go with that. All right. Final question. LeBron or Jordan? <laughs> LeBron. All right, my man. Okay. And that's it. Okay. So congratulations, Darius. You just finished the first ever full court press for this podcast. Um, obviously, you were a great guest in the film breakdown and the um, interview component. So we are very gracious and appreciative for you taking the time to come on with us as we're just starting out as a podcast. And yeah, you guys go listen to the film breakdown on YouTube. That's on One and Done Pod's YouTube page. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you already know to rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. For the One and Done podcast. And yeah, John, anything to add? No, I just want to say thanks, Darius. That was a great interview, man. I appreciate you talking with us and uh, uh and, and letting us know some more about yourself, about the program, stuff like that. Uh good luck to you this season, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And again, you guys could follow me on Twitter at the underscore and Diego. You can follow John on Twitter at John Simpson42. And you could follow the One and Done podcast on Twitter at one underscore and underscore done pod. Um, similar to Darius, always having number 10 available. That was the only handle available for us on Twitter. So, okay, this concludes this episode of the One and Done podcast. And John and I will talk to you guys next episode. Thanks for listening.